I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. With Boyd Matheson. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has opened the doors to the Washington, D.C. Temple for an extended open house after a period of renovation on that building. Of course, it was uh, dedicated back in 1974. Uh, but we're going to look at the response of what has been happening as media and as members of uh, Congress, uh, diplomats, and uh, many from different faith groups have come to see the inside of the temple before its dedication, which will take place later on this year. Uh, also want to look at how this ties into the state of religious liberty in our nation's capital. And no one better to help us with all of that than Gordon H. Smith, former United States senator from the state of Oregon and the former CEO of the National Association of Broadcasters. Uh, senator, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you again, Boyd. I'm I'm delighted. Uh, and and you'll always be senator to me, so we'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will take that. And uh, you you know your way around the the Beltway. Uh, you've experienced that uh, temple there in Washington D.C. during your time as a United States <laughs> senator. As you've been there this week, and as you've seen people uh, come in, uh, I'm sure many former colleagues and associates. Uh, what has been the general sense uh, as people have come in, and more importantly, what has the sense been as as they leave well i'll tell you uh boyd i actually go back further than my uh years in the senate and running the national association of broadcasters i my father was the state president here when this was built he was the chairman of the washington dc temple committee and i know because i witnessed it growing up uh, how hard he and and bill marriott and others worked Mm -hmm. in order to uh get the uh the ultimate blessing from president mckay to build this temple here the first east of the Mississippi River, and one that uh, President McKay wanted to be built with a modern design, but which is emblematic of the church and the Salt Lake Temple. And this has been a landmark in Washington, D.C. for over 50 years now. And it is um, a landmark because it is right along Rock Creek Park and the Beltway. So if you're ever driving to work in Washington and you listen to the radio on a traffic report, they will always tell you how things are moving around the Mormon temple. I know we're not supposed to use Mormon anymore, but that's what they say. And the truth is, is everybody knows about it. So everybody wants to come in and see it once again, as they did over a million people when it was dedicated in 1974. And now, uh, as we go uh, forward, uh, they want to see it again. And I suspect there'll be uh, 
uh, at least a million and, and north of that uh, yeah. come this time. Uh, it, uh, it is amazing. And uh, I know that members of the media had a special opportunity to go on, on tours yesterday and some today. And uh, obviously with your unique perspective with the uh, broadcast, National Associ- Association of Broadcasters, uh, give us a sense from kind of the media standpoint in terms of what uh, what that looked like, what that felt like. Well, on tr- on Monday, we had a tremendous turnout of national media, uh, and there was just a full bank of all of the networks that were there and represented, and um, and even international, um, because this is such a well-known building in the federal city. Uh, and then we followed up with a local media tour, and, uh, and that also uh, was extremely well-attended. Because this is there's just such a curiosity about this beautiful building along the Beltway, um, and I think the response has been, I guess, delight is is the right word, because you know it's about light. It's a beautiful building, and the message uh, of Christ and how central He is to the temple, and uh, the the gospel and how that blesses us through coming to the temple. I think they they came, they felt it. And I think they reflected that in all of the, the media reports I had seen. Even the 60 Minutes special that uh, that uh, CBS ran was spectacular. You, yeah. you know, I think it was an evidence that uh, the spirit was felt here and uh, and what we're doing is appreciated. Yeah, I think that's so important. I know there's uh, something that you were have been heavily involved with throughout your career, and that is the issue of religious liberty and Having this kind of event uh, in this kind of building uh, in the nation's capital, uh, what does it really encapsulate when it comes to those first freedoms? You've been involved with first freedoms yeah. forever. How does that all tie together for you? Well, it, 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 it literally tied together for me a few minutes ago when I finished leading a tour of LGBTQ leaders who uh, came to here at our invitation to learn more about us. And I think in part they came out of appreciation for the leadership that the church is showing uh, by being faithful to the, the two great commandments of loving God and loving neighbors and trying to find that way to respond to the legitimate uh, demands of the uh, of our gay and lesbian and transgender people in, in society. Uh, and yet uh, I think there's a recognition and appreciation that the church is trying to do this and to love our neighbors, no matter what they, where, what their predispositions are from or their inclinations are, uh, to do so without compromising the core religious values of uh, of the First Amendment of the Constitution. So it, it was a wonderful experience, and uh, the church needs friends. So we need allies, and uh, we need to, you know, preach the gospel in a way that, that exalts uh, the two great commandments of loving God and loving neighbor. And that includes our LGBTQ brothers and sisters who are our neighbors. Yeah, and I, I love this idea of just rejecting the, the fake fights and the false choice to recognize that you can have religious liberty and religious freedom and yeah. you can balance that with LGBTQ rights. Uh, that Those things are, are not uh, in opposition, but those things can be in harmony. Uh, and yes. I think that's a, an important message for the nation and for the world uh, as we look at a time of great conflict and and division that I think is often uh, more surface than substance, uh, but in well, your, the church, oh, go ahead. The church is taking a posture that is healing and brings people together and and moves us forward as a people, and not not just stoking division. There's enough division in the world as there is, 
And there are, as I was able to find time and again as a federal legislator, a way to be helpful to people who who sin differently than me, uh, but who are included in, in the public square and who I am charged to, to, to love as well. And uh, so I always found it a privilege to be able to help LGBTQ people. And I never felt that I did that in contravention to uh, to religious liberty. Uh, and I know some people feel really strongly against that. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they thought is if you help them at all, you legitimize their lifestyle. And uh, I, doesn't, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I, I believe... Uh, uh, we have to be big-hearted enough to respect the differences, but uh, not compromise uh, the truth as we know it in our own lives. Yeah. But still, part of knowing that truth is 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 actively uh, being thoughtful and and respectful of those with differences. Yeah. And one last quick question for you, Senator. Uh, again, coming back to religious liberty and and the importance of being able to. Uh, take your whole authentic self uh, into the public square. Uh, there's been uh, a lot in terms of, you know, you can have your religious belief and faith, but uh, just, you know, leave it at the door or leave it in your closet or your bedroom or yeah. your chapel or mosque. How important is that? And, and what is the conversation about that in our nation's capital this week? Well, you know, too many people bring all of their prejudices into the nation's capital and try to turn them into law. My my view and as a lawmaker was always, you know, I don't check my values at the door of the Senate when I go vote. But but I also don't take a sectarian agenda to the Senate either. I, I try to be inclusive and and thoughtful. And I think if in our politics, uh if if we can listen a little bit better, uh there's still a vast uh American electorate right in the center, the common sense center. And I think both parties just need to work harder at finding that. I hope Joe Biden might do that. Hadn't happened yet, but maybe it will uh, yet. But that's why we're given the sacred right to vote and we can change our leaders and, and change the direction of the ship of state. I suspect that's that's likely to happen. Um, but um, hey, we've got to pray for our leaders, whatever their differences, and hope they can come together and find honorable compromise. Yeah, absolutely. Gordon A. Smith, former United States Senator from Oregon, also former CEO of the National Association of Broadcasters, uh, part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, reopening uh, open house of the Washington, D.C. Temple. Uh, special tours taking place this week and then public tours uh, going on uh, through the first part of June. That's uh, an extraordinary place. And uh, Senator Smith, always appreciate your perspective. Thanks for carving out a little time for us today. Happy to do it, Boyd. My best to all your listeners. All right. Again, that's uh, Gordon H. Smith, former United States Senator of Oregon. Uh, some great perspective there on religious liberty uh, and some of those things where we can absolutely get to compromise if we choose to do those first two commandments. Pretty good stuff. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources after bottom of the hour news. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.